Hello and welcome to the Old Time Radio Forever broadcast. I'm your host, Matt Perry. Join us weekly as we explore the golden era of American radio through the dramas, westerns, mysteries, and comedies that shaped the golden age. Be sure to give us a thumbs up or a five-star review on all of the podcast directories that you may use. The National Broadcasting Company presents Joe McRae in Tales of the Texas Rangers. Tonight, transcribed from Hollywood, another authentic reenactment of a case from the files of the Texas Rangers. Tales of the Texas Rangers, starring Joe McRae as Ranger Jake Pearson. Texas, more than 260,000 square miles, and 50 men who make up the most famous and oldest law enforcement body in North America. Now, from the files of the Texas Rangers, come these stories based on facts. Only names, dates, and places are fictitious for obvious reasons. The events themselves are a matter of record. Case for tonight, Dead Giveaway. It is 1.30 a.m. December 4th, 1945. A single light glows in the living room of a farmhouse four miles from the town of Ashton in West Texas. Inside the house, a frantic young woman tries to place a telephone call. Operator. Operator. Oh, please. Mrs. Deneen and a four-month-old baby were dead when he arrived. The sheriff called for the assistance of the Texas Rangers. Ranger Jace Pearson was assigned. Jace Pearson? Yes, Sheriff. We got here right quick. Yeah, I was over the next county when your call came through. Well, I hope you got a little sleep, because you won't get much now. Better come in out of this cold. How long ago did it happen? About a half hour ago, 1.30. Mrs. Deneen called me, woke me up at home, said somebody was trying to bust in. Right in here, Jace. Shot right through the chest, huh? Yeah. She leaves the phone hanging off the hook like that? I reckon so. Whoever broke in, they broke in just before I hung up. 
Nothing's been touched, Jake. I know. I had a time getting past your deputies down the main road. Phone operator's been buzzing everybody. We don't want half the county barges in here messing things up, so I blocked them all. Good. Where's the baby? In there, the front bedroom. You can look if you want to, Jason. It's a little more than I can take twice. How old? Only four months, Chase. Little girl. Where'd he break in? Side door, I'll show you. Where's the husband? Abilene, on business. I called the chief of police there. He's going to check the hotels and notify him. Now, here's the door. It was wide open. That's how I got in to open the front door. Lock doesn't seem to be broken. Must have been picked. Deneen keep much money around the house? There's little or as much as most folks, I guess. But I don't think Ellie's missing. There's Miss Deneen's purse on the kitchen table. Still, I couldn't have missed that. You check it? Yeah, about $40 in it. It hasn't been touched. Well, it wasn't robbery then, Sheriff. No. There's no sign of any other motive. But there's got to be one, Jase. Yeah. The toughest motive of all. Because it's the easiest hidden. Hate. The kind of hate the devil wouldn't hold. We went through the rest of the house, but we didn't find anything that would help us until we got outside. It's cold tonight, Jace. Ground's frozen hard. Yeah. If we find a trace, it won't be much. Keep your flash close to the ground. All right. Why are you working back of the house here, away from the driveway? Because I think the killer came in from this direction, probably on foot. Why? Well, you said Mrs. Deneen told you she woke up when she heard somebody prowling around outside. Yeah. A horse or a car coming up the gravel road around front would have made even more noise. Woke her up sooner. Say, that's right. I heard your car coming from quite a ways off. That's why I was standing out in front to meet you when you drove Wait up. Wait a minute. What is it, Jase? piece of bailing wire. Bent in the shape of a key. Well, that must about be what he used to get in. Maybe. Or maybe that's what somebody wants us to think. Let's take another look at that door. What makes you think the wire was planted there, Jason? I'll tell you better when we try it in the lock. It beats me why a killer'd leave something deliberately. That's what makes me think something's wrong. This wouldn't have been dropped so close to the house. And grab the door and hold it up high. I don't want to mess up any prints around the lock. You got it. Now, let's see how this wire fits. Yeah. Goes in perfect, Jace. Yeah. Watch when I turn it. Yeah. Katie, wire's just twisting. Yeah, it'll keep on twisting. This wire isn't strong enough to turn the tumbler in the lock. Then how did the killer get in, Jake? If you ask me, Sheriff, I think he had a regular key. <laughs> trailing again. We found a few directional traces, but they seated out in the darkness. Can't see anything at night on this ground, Jace. Try cutting back and forth a little further. Yeah, all right. We're following was weaving, trying to throw us off. It just makes it tougher to track. We've got to be headed for someplace, some definite direction. We might as well establish which direction. Yeah. Guess there's nothing much we can do except this until we have some daylight. Save us an hour in the morning. Then we can track on horses without wasting time finding out which way to go. By sunup, we knew the killer's general direction had been west. The sheriff got his horse from town. I unloaded charcoal from the trailer, and we rode. He kept heading west, all right. But there's nothing out this way for miles once he got into those hills up ahead. 
Any kind of a road between here and the hills? Yeah. Old wagon road just beyond the scrub on the rise we're coming to. Does it connect with the state road? It does, but nobody uses it. Maybe somebody did. Is it in good enough condition for a car to run through? Reckon it is. You figure you had a car waiting for him? Had to have a car or a horse faked out someplace. Come on. Let's make right for the road. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Wagon road lead to any other farm in the area? Used to lead to old Mullen place. That's burned up. Nobody living there anymore. No, the old folks dead. Young Ted Mullen moved away a couple of years ago. Oh, here's the road. Oh, oh. Oh, charcoal. Pretty straight last track we saw. Must have reached the road right near here. Yeah, we'll find some mark if he crossed it and kept going. Hmm. He didn't keep going. Huh? Look. Fire hmm. track. Had a car staked out, all right. Turned the car around here to head back to the highway. Could have been somebody else waiting in the car for him. Maybe, but I don't think so. Now, look at the heel marks. Walked around the driver's side of the car to get in. Yeah. And there's something else here, too. Uh. Dropped this cigarette butt and stepped on it. Yeah. Sure didn't smoke much of it. Didn't even burn down to the brand mark. Well, at least we know what brand he smokes. About all we do know, Jake. Won't be anything to follow at the main road. He sure won't leave a trail there. No. Mount up. Let's get back to the house. We rode back to Denise. We came to the farm. We saw a couple of cars that hadn't been there when we left. Looks like company, Sheriff. The car next to mine belongs to our lab. The others must be the coroners. Oh, well, coroner ought to have been and gone by now. No, nope, no, that isn't the coroner's car. It's blue sedan. That belongs to Walter Deneen. Husband? Yeah, must have got back from Abilene. Yes, Deneen, all right. There he is, sitting on the side porch. Walter Deneen sat with his face buried in his hands until we dismounted and walked up to him. The lab crew is in the house looking for latent prints. Howdy, Walter. Oh, howdy, sir. Walter, I can't tell you how... Don't say anything, please. Ask me anything you like, but I don't want anybody else telling me how sorry they are. Better let me talk to him, Sheriff. Sure, Chief. <laughs> this is the means. It would help us a lot to know one thing. You or your family have any enemies? Enemies? Could there be an enemy as bad as this? We know the house wasn't robbed. Have you ever had any trouble with anybody, uh, no matter how small it seemed? Now's the time to remember. If there was anybody, I wouldn't tell you. I'd take care of it myself. That's no way to be, Walter. Don't go telling me how to act, Sheriff. You didn't come home to your house ten minutes ago. You didn't find your wife and kids. Well, I'm mine. Why don't you try to get a little rest? We'll talk to you later. Yeah. Okay. Anything I can do, Walter, this far. Yeah. You been able to think of anybody who might have had it in for him? Not a soul, Jace. Unless it was Ted Mullen. The one you told me about? Family that was burned out? Yeah. But, Jace, that was five years ago. But sometimes hate doesn't die with age. What happened? The old folks just got to brooding and died off after their house burned. Young Ted blamed Walter. Why? Windmill at the Mullen place was busted. They tried to borrow from Walter to get it fixed, but he turned him down. Ted said if the mill had been working, it would have pumped enough water for him to put the fire on. Uh, young Mullen the kind to hold a grudge? Well, after five years, Jace. And he moved out a long time ago. Where? Who knows? Come on. 
I'll call my headquarters by radio. Maybe they can get a line on Muller. All right. If they find out where he is, it won't do any harm to check on where he was. Well, right now, it won't hurt any. But I can't believe that a man after... Yeah. Hold it, sir. Uh, well, that's only Walter's car, Jace. What are you looking at? The design of the tire trail. Look at him. Oh, that may be. It's the same design we saw on the dirt road where the killer picked up a car to make his getaway. But, Jace, that was hard ground. Could barely see the tread. And tires like that are standard on lots of cars. Yeah, I know. Just the same. I want to look this car over. Hmm. Left his ignition keys in. You going to start it? No. Just want to take a look at the dash. He said he got back from Abilene ten minutes ago, didn't he? That's what he said. Take a look at that temperature gauge. Oh, let's see. Register's cold. Yeah. Only it should be pretty warm if he finished the drive a couple of hundred miles just ten minutes ago. Could have dropped back, Jace. Not in ten minutes, Sheriff. It's a cold morning, but not that cold. I want to talk to Deneen again. He... You see something else? I sure do. Look at this on the frame of the door. Service station lubrication sticker. Yeah. Dated December 2nd, day before yesterday. 18,412 miles. The mileage on the dash shows he's driven less than 200 miles since then. He couldn't have been in Abilene. Well, wait a minute, Jace. I admit that looks funny, but the man we were chasing, he ground out a cigarette, remember? Well, what about him? I've known Walter since he was a boy, Jace. He don't smoke. Mary Lou Simmons, phone operator. Who let you in, Mary Lou? I told the deputy I put Mrs. Dean's call through to you last night. He thought you might want to talk to me. Ain't it just awful? You talk to me. I, I was still on the line after you hung up, Sheriff. I heard it all, the shots and everything. Uh, you hear any voice beside Mrs. Deneen? No. No, I just heard her say, who are you, what do you want, and then the shots. That was all. You sure she said, who are you? Oh, cross my heart. I heard it as plain. Guess you don't want to talk to Walter now, do you, Jace? No. I guess not. You are listening to Tales of the Texas Rangers, starring Joel McRae as Ranger Jace Pearson. And now we continue with tonight's case, Dead Giveaway, an authentic story from the files of the Texas Rangers. I didn't want to question Walter Deneen until I'd had a chance to check on his movements. The sheriff and I drove into town and called the Abilene police. The answer didn't fit. I don't think there's any doubt about who he was, Ranger. Okay, thanks. Thanks very much. Well, guess that does it, Sheriff. Deneen was in Abilene, huh? Uh-huh. Checked into the Harris Hotel yesterday about noon. Checked out again at 2.10 this morning, right after the police notified him of the murder. Police could have spoken to anybody on the phone. And they didn't tell him by phone. Police sergeant went up and told him direct. Uh-huh. Description of Walter tallies, too. And there's something that doesn't tally, though. Mileage on that car. Could be something wrong with his pedometer cable. Happened in my car a few weeks back. Maybe. And I'll be back sometime tomorrow. Where are you going, Jace? Abilene. the highway, I put in a shortwave call to headquarters, station KTXA. Unit 10 to KTXA. KTXA, go ahead, Unit 10. This unit en route to Abilene. 
Request Abilene Police secure names of all contacts made by subject Walter Deneen, registered Harris Hotel, there yesterday. Unit 10 sent piece of wire back to lab for examination. Any report yet? Not yet. Wire fingerprints both on the study. Give you a call. 10 4, Unit 10, clear. I reached Abilene. I got a complete rundown on Walter Deneen's activities. It was too complete. Like he was making sure his time in the city would be accounted for. One of the people who'd seen him was his attorney. Well, yes. Yes, Ranger, Mr. Deneen spent several hours with me yesterday afternoon. We had dinner together last night. Went to the theater. What'd he come to see you about? Well, some investments. He's been doing a little speculating, Cotton. Good or bad? Well, it's client business, and I don't think I have the right to discuss it. I can find out by checking with the exchange. I'm just asking you to save time. All right. His losses have been rather heavy. More than he could afford? Much more. He carry much insurance on his wife and child? A normal amount, nothing large. All right, thanks. One more thing. Are you sure Deneen doesn't benefit financially by his wife's death? Well, Ranger, he couldn't have gotten back to Aston by 1.30 last night after we'd been out. That isn't what I asked. Well... Mrs. Deneen had a good bit of money in her own right. In case of her death, though, she had it tied up in trust for the child. But the child is dead, too. What happens now? Well, in that case, the entire state will probably go to Mr. Deneen. I made one more stop before I headed back to Ashton. I paid a visit to the garage at the hotel house. I check the location of all guest cars on this index rack so we'll know which stores they're in when they want them. Was Walter Deneen's car in there yesterday? Deneen? That's um, D-I-N, isn't it? Uh-huh. No, there's no record of it. Was he a guest at the hotel? Yes. Is there any parking lot around here he might have used? Not convenient at the hotel, and parking is free here for guests, so I don't think he'd use a lot. Neither do I. Thanks. Before I left Abilene, I called my headquarters. They had a report. No strange prints had been found in the Dean's house. The wire key looked like a plant. I hung up and made another call to Sheriff Ross. I'm beginning to wonder about Walter myself, Jason. Why? He's been kind of curious about where you are. I told him you went to Abilene. Just to see if it throw him out. Good. How'd he react? Kind of nervous. Then he said something about flying up to Abilene and back. Oh, he never did say he drove it. No, but he gave the impression that he drove. Even so, he was there when the killer took place. Yeah, but the killer had the use of Deneen's car. Can you get your hands on the car? That's over and back in the funeral parlor right now. That's where Deneen said he was going just a few minutes ago when he stopped by to ask about you. Well, grab that car and check it for fingerprints. I'll be there as fast as I can roll. <laughs> Carl worked over, Sheriff? Yeah, ought to have reports on the prints soon. Send them to Austin. Find any strangers? Quite a few of one set that weren't Deneen's. If they belong to a professional killer, there's a good chance he'll have a record. Where's Deneen? My deputies are out looking for him. Why? 
I thought he was at the funeral farm. So did I, until I went in to look for him after we finished on the car. Undertaker said he'd left more than an hour ago by the front door. Mm, the spotted you working over the car. Come on, let's find you. Yeah. Not at the house, not any place in town. Where could he be if he hasn't run out? Trying to cover up for a couple of mistakes? He won't run, not yet. Why? Because his alibi is airtight. We can shake it. Unless we find the killer he hired, we can't shake it enough. He took a big gamble, and he's got too much at stake to run off. His wife's money? How'd you know about that? Just thinking back. A little late. Folks knew Mrs. Neen's family left her well off. Walter married her not long after they passed on. A lot of people thought the money had something to do with it. I wish you'd remember that sooner. Well, Jace, they seem close. And then there's the baby. Baby was just something extra that got into Neen's way. Oh. Never gotten any of the money. Of KTXA, Unit 10. Maybe report on the prince. Mm. Unit 10. Go ahead, KTXA. I report on prince lifted from the car in Ashton, Texas. One said identified as belonging to Joe Crofton. Joe Crofton. Hey. Any line on his whereabouts? Finished serving parole four months ago. Last address known the parole office was shack located west of the slope of Casket Mountain. 10-4, unit 10, clear. Yes, sir. Crofton must be the killer then, Chase. I'll bet on it. How far to Casket Mountain? About 20 miles and turn south another five. After that, well, we'll need horses if he's far up. Should have brought your horse along the trailer with charcoal. I can borrow one. Crofton's going to be tough to take. You sound like you know him. I wrote the ticket for his last trip to Huntsville six years ago. That was murder, too, but he copped out with a manslaughter plea. Better not take any chances, Jason. If he starts shooting, we'll have to toss it back dead center. No. we got to take him alive. He'll talk to keep from burning once we get him. Yeah. Yeah, I see. If Walter Neen paid him to do the job, he's the only one who can break Neen's alibi. That's right. So no matter what happens, we've got to take him alive. <laughs> Crofton's cabin was up all right, way up. Sheriff borrowed a horse from the man who directed it. Quite a climb, Jase. Not so bad following this marsh, though. Suppose he isn't there. I got a hunch he will be. I don't think Deneen had enough money to pay for this killing. He was almost broke. You mean he planned to pay off out of his wife's money when he got it? Yeah. Uh, I wonder how Walter arranged for him to get the car that night. Not much to arrange. Left it near the airport with the keys in it. Crofton brought it back and left it in the same spot. Probably left the house key for him, too. Glove compartment, maybe. Yeah. For the airport, 40 miles from Ashton, nobody recognized the car or a strange driver. Come in at night, use an abandoned road. Yeah. Look, huh? Hey, another horse left tracks in here, too. Yeah. And they're fresh. Ooh, 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 ooh boy. It must be Crofton's horse. No. Rider was taking the rough way. Just cut into the wash here to find a better trail. Crofton lives up here. He'd know the best trail. Who else would be coming up here? Denise, to shut him up. Come on. Yeah, here, give off. Not too fast, Jason. We'll spill. We gotta risk it. Too slow, it'll be too late. We reached the shack and crept up on it. There was no horse around and no sign of life. Tried to draw a fire by showing ourselves, but none came. We had to go in. All right. 
Hold your gun ready, Sheriff. And don't come in till I call you. Right, Jason. All right, Sheriff. Come in. Nobody here, huh? Oh, wait a... Oh. That Crawford? Yeah, that's him. Deneen got here first. Jace, this fellow looks like he shot himself. Guns in his own hand. Now, what's this paper beside it? Let's see. Jace, he did kill himself. This note says so. Confesses the murders, too. Sure it does. But Walter Deneen wrote that. And that note's gonna hang him. How do you know? You ever seen Deneen's writing? No. But I've seen Crofton's before. He signed his name with an X. Prison records show he's illiterate. Never could read or write. Come on, Sheriff. Gonna put out a pickup for Deneen? We'll pick him up ourselves. He can't be far off. But if he'd headed back down the wash, we'd have passed him on our way up. He must be going across the top of the mountain to down the other side. Come on. We raked our horses as fast as they could move. He spotted a rider ahead of us as he topped the slope. He heard us because he looked back and whipped his mouth and disappeared. He knows we're on him. Got about 300 yards. We'll get him. Keep out of leather. We're coming to the top now. Keep rolling the saddle. Watch out for an ambush. There he is. Jumping down too fast, Sheriff. The muscles come to the down grade. The knee was pressing too hard, Jay. He fell. Look. Scramble behind the rock. Oh, oh, Charcoal. Come on, Sheriff. Oh, get the dirt. Get the Charcoal. Go on, Charcoal. Go on. He's down under that rock shelf. Perfect cover. Not too perfect. Bullets will ricochet back from that ledge behind him. See that dent in the ledge? Yeah. Draw your gun and we'll empty it on him. Hit right below the dent. Aye. All right. Let's hope for a billiard shot. Start firing. I'm hit. Stop it. I'm bleeding. Throw your gun out, Deneen. All right. Don't shoot anymore. Here. Here it is. Okay, Sheriff. Let's take you. And I was sorry for you all up until a few hours ago. You gotta get me to a doctor. You're not hurt badly. We'll get you to a doctor. All I want to know is how you met Crofton. Come on, Walter, talk up. I, I, I saw his picture in the paper when he got out of jail. I. I made a deal with him a couple of months ago. Yeah. A deal to wipe out your own wife and kid. Must be great to be as brave as you are. Get up, Deneen. You've got a long way to go. Deneen confessed and made a plea for clemency. It was not granted. And on the 11th day of October 1947, he died in the electric chair at Huntsville. And now, here again is the star of our show, Joel McRae, with another interesting anecdote about the Texas Rangers. When the Allies invaded Normandy in World War II, they got an idea as to how far the fame of the Texas Rangers had spread. Both surrendering Nazis and liberated free French said they knew the war was as good as over because the Texas Rangers had landed. 
Of course, it was the heroic American Ranger troops who made the landings. But nothing could convince the Nazi war prisoners that these were not the terrible Texans they'd heard about in many American legends. Good night, folks. See you same time next week. Next week, Joel McRae in another authentic reenactment of a case from the files of the Texas Rangers. McRae is currently seen starring in the Universal International Technicolor production, Saddle Trent. Tonight's cast included Tony Barrett, Lorene Suttle, Mike Barrett, Hal March, and Paul Freed. This story was transcribed and adapted by Joel Murkoff, and the program was produced and directed by Stacy Keith. This is Hal Gibney speaking. Three chimes mean good times on NBC. Monday means music. Fine music on NBC. Listen tomorrow for these great musical programs, the NBC Symphony and the Band of America. Be sure to listen Monday as Milton Kadams conducts the NBC Symphony Orchestra in a full-hour concert of the finest music on the air. And listen, too, for Paul Laval conducting the Band of America every Monday on NBC. Bill Harris reminding you that next it's Theater Guild on NBC. Bill Harris reminding you that next it's Theater Guild on NBC.